Well, hello, family. I'm glad to be with you once again. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about words, words, words. Glory to the Lamb of God. Well, I decree God's favor and blessings upon you. Holy Father, give me the tongue of the learned to speak a word in season to them that are weary. To convert, Lord Jesus, the man that is confused, Lord, to victory. To help them, Lord, that are downtrodden. To bring financial prosperity to them that are hurting. To be a blessing, Father, to the masses that are listening tonight. Let your spirit work mightily, Father, through me in the name of the Lord Jesus. And let the glory of God be upon the ears that are hearing. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Psalms 107, let's start at the 17th verse. It says, fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Hallelujah. God uses words to heal people. God uses words to draw people, to create the earth, to do all things is done by word or by seed. One place in Mark, the fourth chapter, it talks about the sower, soweth the word. It, it speaks a parable about how the word fell on good ground and by the wayside and so forth and so on. Another place, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Now, he was speaking illustratively by taking words and comparing it to food. He's saying the way people live is, see, when you look at it, you say, well, you know that you live by eating food. Everybody knows this. You got to eat food to live. But he's saying that a man should not live by the natural food alone, but he has to live by the words of God. Do you know before a person became a football player or whatever, they first spoke a word? They first told their mama or some other, or their mama made them, or their daddy or whoever, dad made them play, you know, got them started in it. But after a while, when they get old enough, they had to say, you know what, I'm going to make it to the NFL. You know what, I'm going to go to college and, and play. You know what, I believe I'm better than everybody. You know what, I believe I can do this. You know, I can believe I can do that. Every successful person got that way by words. Have any of you all ever had a boyfriend or a girlfriend? You know, words was exchange for you to get with that person. If you all had been a divorce, 
words was exchanged to get you to that divorce. You know, words is what affects your soul. It is what affects your spirit. You know, when you love a man, you love the words a lot of times. First, you might start off just liking how he look and vice versa. You might like how that woman look. But if they minister to you the right words, that woman tell you, I just can't get enough of you. I just love you. You such a good husband. You such a good man, this and that. That's going to minister to your spirit, man. It's going to make you want to, you can't wait to get home and vice versa. If you ministering the right words to that woman, she can't wait to see you. You know what I'm saying? And so forth and so on. But see, words separate. If that woman always got something smart to say and mad at the husband and the husband always got something smart to say and mad at the wife while you keep saying this heading for divorce court, it will. See, because the power over death and life is in your tongue. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. A man's belly shall be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth, and the increase of his lips shall he be filled. So as you begin to release words, you're going to get whatever you're releasing. Now, to pres the prescription that Jesus wrote was he sent his word and heal them. So if a person is sick, right? Jesus wrote in the word of God in 1 Peter 2.24, he said he bore your sins in his own body on the tree, right? So if you remember in the same Psalm, it says that fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities are afflicted. In 1 Peter 2, 24, he said he bore your sins in his own body on the tree. Okay. And then, you know, it says, for, for you being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. That's in 1 Peter 2, 24. And in Psalms 107, it says they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. And what did the Lord do? He forgave you of your sins. He became the sin sacrifice on the cross. He forgave you of your sins. He died. See, the wages of sin is death. Jesus Christ died for your sins. And the Bible say they cry unto him. They cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. If you're in trouble, you need to cry unto the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to say, Lord, I've missed it. I've been a sinful man. I've transgressed. I've been filled with iniquities, and I know I'm afflicted because of my lifestyle. But see, the Bible say they cry unto the Lord Jesus Christ in their trouble. And it says he saved them out of their distresses. He's not going to leave you like that. He's not going to leave you in poverty. He's not going to leave you sick. The Bible say he saves out of that. He's come to set you free by what? By words, words, words. Jesus, God, chose the foolishness of preaching to save his people. He chose words. To draw you in. He chose the rhema anointed word to draw you into the kingdom. Hear ye the voice of God. Glory, hallelujah. He chose words by telling you, if you cry unto me, I'm going to save you out of your distress. I'm going to heal your body. You By my stripes, you're healed. You're already healed. You're already delivered. See, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. You know, when a financial situation comes forth, if, man, if men could remember the word of God 
instead of what the situation looked like and say and, and quote a scripture out of Philippians, the fourth chapter, my God supplied all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If you declare that, see, most people start sending the devil's words. They start saying, I don't know how I'm going to pay that bill. Man, I think we're going to get evicted. Man, I think this is going to happen. Oh, Lord. But if you would remember that God sent his word and healed you and delivered you from your destruction, hallelujah, you'll quote that word. See, the power over death and life is in your words, is in your tongue. So if you would remember what God said in his word, you can use the word of God to blueprint your life. It says, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. Psalms 107 and 19. And he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. See, by his stripes, you are healed. Himself bore your own, your sicknesses, your sins in his own body on the tree. That you being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Now, let me show you how it worked. The enemy is going to send a flood at you. The enemy is going to send trials and tribulations at you. He's going to attack you sometime. He's going to try to attack you in your mind. He's going to try to attack you in your body. He's going to try to attack you in your finances. But what you do is you remember that God sent the word of God to heal you. He sent the word of God to deliver you. The uh, Psalms 103 uh, and 20 says, the angels of the Lord hearken unto the voice of God's word. So when you begin to say the words of God out of your mouth, he begins to send angels to help you. You might not be able to see them with your natural eye, but they're there. When you begin to say, if your body racking in pain, you begin to quote that scripture out of Isaiah 53, where you say, Jesus bore my sickness and carried my pains. Pain, you must go in the name of Jesus Christ. It don't matter what your body is saying. You know your body has a voice. The voice of your body is saying pain, 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 but the voice of the spirit is saying Jesus bore your sicknesses and carried your pains. If you would be patient and hold on to that word and, dis and, and disobey your body, ignore your body and say, body, the word of God says Jesus Christ bore my sicknesses and carried my pain. So you're going to have to go. You know that demon will leave. You know, when you cast out devils, sometimes they don't want to leave right away. They try to linger. How many of you watched a deliverance video or the seen it in real life? Sometimes they don't come out soon when you say come out. They try to say, I'm not going anywhere. They mind. But you know what? If you'll stay there, if you'll stay there, if you'll stay with that word and don't give in to that, to that voice of your body and believe the voice of the spirit, you know that demon got to leave. You know, if you'll stay with that word when he says he cared for you and you cast your cares upon him before, because he cared for you, you know that the enemy will try to attack your mind and say, hey, this going on, that going on. I'm going to drive you crazy. And you say, no, nah, I refuse to go crazy. I cast this problem on the Lord because he cared for me. Casting all your cares upon the Lord. Be careful for nothing. But with all things, with prayer and supplication, Make your request be made known to God. God sent words, written words, spoken words to deliver you, to help you. And if you'll take heed to his words, you're going to overcome every situation because the word of God is a rock. See, Jesus is the rock. 
and Jesus is the word. And if you found it upon the rock, the enemy might try to beat upon that rock. He might try to come, but your, if your house, which is your body, if your house is upon that rock, hallelujah, and that rock is Jesus, the chief cornerstone, if you built up upon that word, which is Christ, Jesus is the word, Jesus is the rock. If you built up upon confession, confessing the scriptures, quoting the word of God, believing the word of God, living the word of God. See, you live the word of God by quoting the word of God. The power over death and life is in your tongue. A man or woman can never rise above their confession. As you begin to confess the word over and over and over and over and over again out of your mouth, what's going to happen is you're going to build up a spiritual powerhouse within you. God is trying to build Christ within you. The word, Jesus was the word, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among men. So in you is the word. The Holy Spirit is the word. Hallelujah. The word of God is what builds your spirit, man. When you read and confess the word, you're lifting weights in your spirit. And when the spirit gets control over the body and over the mind, you got the victory. See, the mind might say, oh, the virus might come. The body might say, oh, I'm sick. But the spirit say, no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come down my dwelling. And when you quote that enough, your mind going to believe it and your body going to believe it. And when you quote the word enough, your body going to stop hurting. Your body going to be well and your mind going to stop believing in sickness. Why? How? You got to keep confessing the word until you brainwash yourself. Other words, you got to wash everything out of your mind and you got to wash everything out of your body with the washing of the water of the word. As you keep quoting the word and decreeing the word, it's going to brainwash you, wash all that other stuff out, and the word of God will be replanted. Hallelujah. You're going to have the victory. Hallelujah. How? By words, words, words. Be blessed. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great day.